0: Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahneman. Thanks for listening.
1: Thanks for tuning. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for subscribing and following. It's Justin Hahneman on the ContenderCast. We're shining a light on bright ideas. Today, I... I've only said this a couple of times, but we're in a category we've never covered on the contender cast. Tires. Not tired, like tires on your car. I can't even wait. And, and our, our guest, Jared Kugel, he's the founder and CEO of Tire Agent. I can't even wait for you to meet him. And we're talking tires today. So Jared, it's so great to have you on the podcast.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I've been looking forward to it. Dude,
1: you didn't even know that we haven't had anyone with a tire business on before before today. So I can't even wait. (laughs) <laughs> I'm it's excited too. Jared's in the hot seat, but he says he likes me in the hot seat. I love it. Hey, this is not uh, the hot seat here. This is just a lot of fun. So, all right, um, Jared, before we get to tire agent, I can't wait to dive into your business. I can't wait to learn more um, about the product and your, your ex- the experience that you create and whatnot. Um, but before we do that, share a little bit about your background. How'd you even get into the tire business? Yep. So
2: my uh, family's been in the tire industry for over 40 years. I worked for my family's business for 15 years in wholesale tire distribution, and then they also had a bunch of retail stores that I helped out at as well. And then after 15 years, I decided to go on my own. I went on LinkedIn, pitched an idea to a stranger. A week (laughs) later, they told me they loved the idea and wanted to invest. I quit my job the next day. And start a
1: tire agent. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even know that was going to be the story. I think that's so fun. I, you know, I, this is why I love doing this podcast. Um, so, okay, let's just stop right there. So, you don't have to tell me the person, but who was it you reached out to and why?
2: Um, so, you know, on LinkedIn, how it says, like, people you should connect with? Absolutely. Okay. So, I didn't know the person, but I had seen the person speak at, like, some sort of startup uh, event, like, five years prior. Wow. Okay. And I went on there. I, I actually forgot, and I clicked on the person. Just said, "I have an idea," and they said, "Send me a deck." And of course, I didn't know what a deck was because <laughs> I've been in you, you've been working in wholesale
1: keep... tires. You're not yeah. re- doing PowerPoint so presentations. So I put
2: together a deck, and it was honestly looking back on it, it was so ugly and so <laughs> bad and disorganized. <so> <laughs> yeah. But uh, I sent it to him, and you know, we spoke a couple times, and then on day seven, I think around there, they called me. They said they wanted to do it. And I slept on it. and the next day I went to my brother and my dad and I said, I'm giving you my notice.
1: Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Course, were they shocked like, or were they like, dude, we'll see you next week?
2: <laughs> well, my brother <laughs> specifically said to me, he's like, you'll be back. And I'm like, no. I won't. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and it's not that I didn't like working with them. I just I felt that I was meant for something else. Because how often does a stranger take a chance on you with totally. no background? Right. Like no context.
1: And, what, um, and did so they... Was the person... Were they interested in the idea? Were they interested in you? Like, what was it that... And looking back, and maybe you guys have had that conversation. It's like, why did why'd you say <laughs> yes? Why did you say yes four years ago?
2: <laughs> so it's funny. I always thought they liked the idea. They actually didn't like the idea originally. And it, they invest in me because they believed in me as a person. And the idea completely evolved over time. Um, but the concept of what I was trying to solve for remained true. Um, and so when I spoke to them, they said that we liked you, you had domain expertise. And we had a slot open that we had to invest in. <laughs> <And> <laughs> right.
1: Now we know. I was like, oh, great. <laughs> that was the reason. I'm like, it's not like
2: I just risked my whole life on
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That's crazy. All right. So um, talk about what was the initial idea for Tire Agent. You know, And just for those that are listening that haven't been to TireAgent.com, the internet's largest selection of tires, rims, and wheels shipped anywhere in the continental US for free. And we're going to talk about how that works in just a moment because you're probably wondering, well, what if I buy a tire? but I don't have to put a tire on my car. We'll talk about that in just a second. But what was the initial idea? Was it this or was it something smaller? Or what, what did it look like?
2: It was kind of like this. It was more about pure education. Um, that, that's what it really was about. Because a lot of people, they just didn't know a lot about tires. Um, you know, when you go into a store, a lot of times it's very overwhelming. And so we were trying to solve for that originally. And then over time, we ended up solving for an overall customer experience overhaul. From what people were used to and so that involves whether it's you know a plethora of payment options because not everybody has the money to pay for a lot of tires up front right the average person can't pay for three four hundred dollars on you know no notice for tires so we wanted to make sure we had a lot of people covered under that like concept then we wanted to make sure we took care of customers post-purchase so we ended up working out a deal with allstate and bringing you know their Allstate tire protection to market online. And so now a lot of our customers opt in for the Allstate tire protection. And all they need to do if they have an issue with the tire is take a picture of it. We look at it. If it's a road hazard, we ship a new tire. Um, and Allstate is a fantastic company to work with. And they've been very supportive of the idea, which has been phenomenal. And then the last part was customer service. Because a lot of times, when you go into a tire store, it's very transactional because it's a one, it's a once every few years purchase. And I wanted to build a relationship with the customer. That was very important to me. And so we wanted to build good processes, which led to good good communication, which then led to education. Um, and then you you know you take those three concepts together, and you have a really magical business. And that's how we've grown so much.
1: I love, and it. that's
2: how it kind of evolved over time.
1: I love that. Um, I, I you know speaking of. Speaking of my own personal experience, um, I, I'll just share a couple of things that I've observed without mentioning any sort of uh dealership or <laughs> tire outlet, I'll call it. Um number one is I think I'm pretty smart person. And but when I walk into a tire store, there's so many looks, shapes, sizes, feels like I, I don't know what even if I'm making a good decision, right? Or Making a bad decision or making, a, a, I'm being sold or whatnot. Sometimes I don't even know when I need a new tire. By the way, which is interesting. Um, and then I feel like if I go to a car dealership, like when I take my car for service there, they try to sell me tires. It seems like they're more expensive than the other stores. So it just it just feels like there's so much lack of transparency in the industry, which I think is what I think you're helping to solve.
2: So when people ask me, they go how do you know what tires to offer to a customer and the things you have to listen to the customer's needs. It's like, you would not be putting on, you know, basketball sneakers to go rock climbing. Like totally. everything is completely different yep. and you have to listen to the customer and it's important for the retailer to remain neutral in the recommendations, you know, you want to do what's best for them, not what's best for you. If it just so happens that it works out to be best for you, that's great, but that should not be a determining factor in giving a
1: recommendation. I, I think that's wise advice. Not sure everybody operates that way that are on uh, incentive plans, right, to sell more. But, um, and, and that's something you're helping to solve, which I love. Okay. So, but back to your story. So, you decide you're going to uh, launch a business in the space. What were the first steps? And, like, did you know it was going to be a website? What, what did it look like at first, those first couple of months? Well,
2: you know, it's important when you're starting a business that you have to be patient. Um, and when you're in a crowded space like tires, you're going to get a lot of naysayers, right? They're going to say people are going to say that the margins are too small because when you're dealing with a product, you're dealing with a commodity. Unless you can figure out a value prop that can then add value to what you're selling, right? So obviously, I went over all the different value props that we have, and I think they're pretty attractive to you know to customers. Um, so patience is huge, you know. Ignoring the naysayers, staying true to your mission, um, being nimble is very important, right? Uh, the business that you start, is it's very common for that not to be the business that you end up with, right? Because things change over totally. time. Totally. And um, I, I would bet that most people would have never thought COVID would have fast forwarded e-com <laughs> right. the way it did. Right. And we constantly adjusted. Um, you know, it's, it's a journey because not that it's a hard journey or an easy journey, it's just a journey in the sense that you have to constantly learn, constantly adjust, and you got to make the right moves at the right time. If you're slow to change, chances are someone else will
1: pass you by. Wow, I totally! Then uh, uh, you already hit the advice part of this today, which is amazing. Um, <laughs> Sorry when, for jumping. I love it. It's great. <laughs> so, did you start with product? Like, okay, I need access to tires. Did you start with the customer? I need to. I need to. You know, think about who my customer is going to be. Um, did you start with platform? I need to create okay. something, you know, where, so, what did that look like?
2: Well, one, my memory is not that great. <laughs> unless you're, <laughs> unless, yeah. unless you're talking about a tire size. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I would say I started by whiteboarding everything actually first, right? So I said, okay, what am I solving for? And I kind of made that my foundation. Then I knew I had to solve. Once I knew what I was solving for, I wanted to build out the supply chain. Once I built out the supply chain, the user experience is actually the last part for me because you can that may change by the time you're done solving
0: totally. on the
2: supply chain and the platform side. The user experience may, may completely change. Your idea of where you want to take the business may change or it may evolve. And so to me, it was important to keep that flexible, right? So I built out the supply chain first. I had an idea of what my go-to market was going to be as a rough idea. It wasn't like perf- wasn't perfect by any means. <laughs> <laughs> and last part was kind of like I put up some idea of a customer experience journey, like very uh, basic user flows on my whiteboard. But then as we start building out, we start tweaking it, making some changes. And you and I had had spoken actually earlier and. A lot of times people are always nervous to launch something unless it's perfect, like, right. unless it's absolutely perfect. So you true. can't do that. You cannot do that. You have to just put something up and then constantly evolve it, totally. you know, mold it, and then, and then you get the product that's, that you're proud of. But in the beginning, nobody's like, "Oh my God, this is amazing!" It takes time to <laughs> totally. get
1: there. Totally, I was telling Jared the story about this podcast, and you know, it's great to say we're almost at 400 episodes. But the first one, or three, or five, I like, I don't want to go back and listen to because I know it wasn't perfect. But man, I evolved like my method and my approach, and then my audience. You know what I mean? Over time,
2: I looked at my first uh, pitch deck about <laughs> right. three months ago. Oh God. And I literally said to myself, "I can't believe anyone invested right. in this." <laughs> but you know what it is? People that invest for a living and people that take chances on entrepreneurs—they know it's not perfect in the beginning, right? And they're patient with the people, which is great. Um, I think the other important factor is relationships. Who who takes a chance on you in the beginning? means a lot to someone.
1: No doubt. Right? Like for me,
2: when entrepreneurs contact me, and they ask me for advice, I mean, I unfortunately, I don't have the time for everyone. But if I have the time, I'm always happy to help people because not many people were there for me when I started. And so for me to pay it forward means a lot because not everyone has that opportunity.
1: Right? No doubt. So true. Um, And I love that too. So talk about how it works. So and you, you shared with us some of the early thinking, starting with supply chain, making sure you have product, right. Um, and that part figured out. And then you finished with, um c- your customer experience and interaction. What, tell, tell us how it works today. Like as a consumer yep. coming to your website, like how does it work?
2: Yep. So you go, you go to tireagent.com. You can shop by vehicle or shop by size. If you shop by vehicle, you put in year, make, model and trim of the vehicle. It'll then tell you the the tire sizes that we our database shows go with the vehicle. Um, You need to confirm that, of course, because there's always people that make modifications and changes and so forth. But then you get to the tire results page. We recommend you three based on things that I've seen being in wholesale distribution and retail, which are best value, usually a mail-in rebate, what manufacturers have rebates right now, because that's important. A lot of stores don't educate the customer on like... If a Michelin has a rebate or Pirelli has a rebate or Continental, and you should know who's saving you money, like that's important. And then the other one is best warranty. So we look at the warranties, whether it's road hazard, mileage, um, a whole bunch of different factors, and it changes, you know, because things change. And so we want to make sure that we're up to date on everything. And so um, then after you add the tire to your cart and you could, and you don't have to just take the recommended ones. I mean, you, we have tons and tons of choices, all the name brands you can think of. Sure. You add it to your cart, you go through checkout, and then we show you some recommended add-ons, which is the Allstate Tire Protection, if you want a TPMS sensor, and we tell you which vehicles accept a TPMS sensor that we offer and which ones don't. And then we have some other accessories. And then on the last page of checkout, we we offer you a plethora of payment options that cover a wide variety of customers um, to help them in, in a lot of different situations. Because honestly, especially today, not everybody is in great financial standing and we sure. want to make sure that we have coverage for most people.
1: I love that. So then and you, um, can choose,
2: yeah. you can choose to do, you know, if you get approved, you, you can choose to do no money down. You can choose to do uh, um, a few dollars due today. You can choose to pay everything up front with a credit card if you want to, but we offer tons of options for a lot of different scenarios.
1: Love that. I, yeah. I was doing um, some research on a vehicle that I own and I pulled it up, and you know I, there was a number of tire options for the make, model, style of car that I've got. And then, um, and I, I thought it was pretty cool. Like it showed the price per tire, the the all in number, but you you also gave you the you have the payment plan options if you wanted to spread it out over time. Really, really cool. Thirty thousand mile warranty. Um, you know the things that you might see if you were buying uh, separately. Now, one thing that I think. I don't laugh when I ask you this. So I, this is going to be... Um, I'm, I'm the guy that doesn't understand tires really well. So tell our audience the difference between tires, rims, and wheels. <laughs> I mean, I know the tire part, but... <laughs> well, rims,
2: rims and wheels today are interchangeable in vocabulary with people That's in the I... industry. It, it didn't always used to be the case, but today it's pretty much interchangeable. Um, tires sit on the wheel. You know, tires are mounted onto the wheel, and then the wheel is mounted on to the vehicle. Perfect. So the metal part that you see in the middle—that's that's the rim wheel. Or in I old know. days, hubcap. Hubcaps used to cover the wheel. Right.
1: There's you no remember. hubcaps now. You, nobody wants them. Those are
2: gone. Those are gone <laughs> at this point.
1: It, everyone's laughing at me, like, "Dude, did you really not know that?" I know. I do. I used to have a car that had very low profile wheels or rims, and I would scratch them all the time on curbs, and I would be so ain't. angry at myself because i'm literally anal about my car anyway um okay so what happens next so i see here i added to the cart i'm just paying with my credit card so then what happens i'm gonna buy four not really but if i was buying you know so then what happens
2: (laughs) so after you buy the four we have a whole logistics department that makes sure the tires are shipped correctly and quickly from the warehouse. To the consumer, or if they want to ship to a preferred installer on our website, we do offer preferred installers that you Got can it. choose from. Um, but it's important to have a seamless experience for us. So we have people, we have a customer service team, and yeah, we also that. have a logistics team. Got and it. And the logistics team makes, sh- they're basically the post purchase care.
1: Okay. And then how did you figure all that out? Like, the sh- are you sh- if, I, if I, so I could buy four tires and ship them here to my house? Is that right? I mean,
2: Yep. Yep. You can buy four tires, you can buy four wheels, okay. uh, ship it to your home or a preferred installer. But And most of, the, most of the orders ship much quicker than people realize.
1: I believe it. And then so how do you decide who's a preferred installer? In other words, I'm guessing around where I live, there's probably a number of places um, that would be tire stores. But how do you decide who's a preferred inst- installer?
2: Uh, we look at, well, we ask questions. I mean, we ask questions like what kind of equipment you're using. Um, we look at reviews. We have a whole, um, you know, Method. we have a whole bunch of metrics we look at. Yeah. and Because you know what you don't want? You don't want today people putting the old school uh, <laughs> bags instead of the wheel weights. I don't know if you know about that. No. But oh, you got to tell us put, what that means. So, sometimes, it, a little bit older, they don't really do it so much anymore, but they would put these little bags instead of wheel weights into the tire and wheel and what? then it creates a really bad experience yeah or you want to make sure it's being balanced by a computer spin balancer um because if you don't have a computer spin balancer the, it, the accuracy of it is in question wow. um so we just want to make sure that we're getting our customers you know service correctly
1: i love that is it possible to do those things in a mobile fashion or do you have to have the is that equipment the type of thing that has to be fixed at a location
2: no no in fact we're going to be launching a really uh in-depth and wide installer network uh, in Q1. So we just uh, worked at a relationship with Go Mobile Tire, which is one of the largest. Right,
1: that's where I was uh, going. Mobile,
2: yep, yep, one of the largest mobile installation companies. I was super impressed with their equipment, their vans. Um, you know, we we talked for a long time. Uh, him and I, we talked over a year before we decided to work together. Um, and when, when I looked at the equipment and we spoke and I looked at the reviews and I just understood the experience that he was providing to customers, I knew it was a great relationship in the making. And so in Q1, we're going to be launching it where people, they can buy tires from us. We'll have it shipped, uh, with the, with the installer and take it right to the customer's uh, home. It's so really um, cool. I'm very excited for that one. Yeah, I we love have that. Other in- yeah. And we have other mobile installers we are going to be working with too around the country, So we're hoping to launch one of the largest networks uh, very shortly.
1: See, to me, that is golden because, you know, A, it's done at your office, at home, like, you know, easy, come to you, that type of thing. B, I don't have somebody, you know, selling me windshield wiper blades and I need shocks and my brakes might be out and then, you know, I might run out of brakes tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like it's a it's kind of cool and very, very customer centric.
2: Yeah. And I I think one of the reasons why a lot of people are taking to buying tires online is when you go into a shop and you buy tires, you feel pressure to make a purchase that minute. And it may not be the best purchase. And there's a lot of pressure involved, right? Because someone's staring at you to do it.
1: (laughs) Or 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 estimating, well, and how much longer will that back tire last? Well, I mean, it could be, you know, five miles or 500. You know, I'm not really sure.
2: And when you can buy, when you buy it online, you can take the time, you can do your research, you can buy it at your leisure, and then you know the tire agent's going to have your back. Um, and that's the best part because we want to make sure we take care of the customers, not just on the sale of a tire, but post purchase.
1: Okay. So, and then talk about run flat tires. This seems to be a trend. I, I think it is. I keep hearing more about run flat tires. Is that a trend or just another option?
2: Okay, so a lot of people may not agree with this. I took off my run flats years ago and I put regular tires on because run flats create a stiffer drive. So you have to decide on your trade-off, right? Like if you have run flats, your chances are you do not have a spare tire. And so if if you get into some trouble, you're gonna wish you had run flats. I was, at that time years ago, I was, I believe I was living, oh, actually I was living in the city and I still took off my run flats. But I, but it's because I wanted tires that were more aggressive in the snow.
1: Oh, interesting. And so okay. I had,
2: yeah. So I decided to trade off better traction for the risk of not having run flats. Now I don't recommend that to most people. It's it's a trade off you have to really decide on, and it's going to change your ride if you change the tires. But run flats will keep you going if you get a puncture only in the center of the tread. If you hit a blowout on the sidewall, you're right. done either way. No matter. You're what, done either way. Right. But if you get it in the center of the tread, you could at least keep going enough to get you by off of a highway, maybe like into some more safer area.
1: Interesting. And do tire... Remember the old days? I know this may not be true anymore. There's like when After a while, you could see the metal like threads coming through. Is that still okay, the case? Okay, for the
2: record, <laughs> I'm only 35, okay? <laughs> hey,
1: I'm not that much older. But I'm just saying, like, I, I've seen that on tires. Do they even make that like that anymore? or no, Yeah, anymore? so... I actually have seen that years ago.
2: Years A lot ago. of times, people people will drive tires all the way until the steel comes out. Yeah, um, that's what I'm saying. but but, the, but think about the reason why they do that. It's affordability, right? Right, and that's what we solve for. We solve for affordability at tire
1: agent. I think that's an amazing value prop. Um, okay, so you, you have this idea. You've launched the platform. You've got the supply chain. How did you get the word out? I mean, did you have people saying, I want to do this? Or did you have to start marketing? How did you start getting people on the platform? Um,
2: Well, we were very lucky in the sense that we came into the industry at the right time. Because we came in at a time where although a lot of people were already selling tires online, it was still not saturated. Um, A lot of people, when they're selling tires, they only know how to sell on one way, which is just price the problem is when it comes to tires you need to offer customers more than just that you need to give them full customer service experience and so most of our ads have always been around value props um you know because at the end of the day pricing is great but if it's always just about price i mean they can they can get it anywhere Right, so we we kind of always focused around um, value propositions, how we service the customer, how we help the customer, and word got out. And you know, we see a lot of people sharing our ads. You know, we're in all the typical channels; that everyone else is in. There's no secrets about anything. Um, but we just like to say that we do it really well. Um, that's really the key. We just are very genuine about the way we do things.
1: I love that, and, it, so and cool. it catches on with customers. Yeah, I can see that, uh, and over time, people. Have- you build a trust, right, with customers and they want to come back over time. They tell people about it and whatnot.
2: Oh yeah. We get tons of customers coming back and purchasing not just for themselves, but then like their friends will purchase their neighbors. We we hear about that all the time. And that's what I love. I love the fact that we built relationships. Totally. And it doesn't feel transactional. Yeah. And we you started own. out Yeah, we, we started out wanting to help customers because not everyone has, you know, a lot of money to spend on tires and we want it to be there to help them. And we wanted to be there to help them post purchase with the care, and thankfully, all states helped us. But it was more than just about let me take your money, and here's a tire. We wanted to really be there for them. And some of the testimonials we see, and some of the like reviews we see, and people that email in, I love it. It shows me that we're doing exactly what we sought out to do from the beginning, which was help people.
1: Oh, I love that. And and over time, when when did you know it was real? Like, was there a point where you're like, okay? All right, we've got five customers or fifty thousand—I don't, you know, whatever number—and you're like, okay, we've got something here that's working. We got an a, a, actually real,
2: <laughs> actually kind of similar to what you said before uh, on on the show. How you're like, you can't believe it's the four hundredth episode, right? Right. Like, it's like what? like <laughs> we we look back. Um, I'll tell you, sometimes it feels very surreal where we are. Like I, I sometimes say to myself, like I can't believe I did it, considering how many people thought we would never do it successfully. Um, I would say it really hit me that we had something special about um, only a year ago. Actually, only a year ago, it really hit me. It was, it was a, it was a woman that had emailed in, and she had told me that her son believes in Santa Claus now because of us.
1: Oh. Did yeah, the son get tires for Christmas. He got. Um, they were able the to get. <laughs> they were able to get tires
2: and tires and wheels for I think her car. And they didn't have um, enough money to pay for the stuff out front.
1: uh, front. Oh, so they will do the payment plan. Got it.
2: Yeah, she she had done the payment plan and the story that she had wrote in, it just was, um, it it was very emotional because I, I just couldn't believe the impact we had. I remember another time we had someone email in and thank us for taking the time to walk them through the tire choices that we had. And we didn't rush them on the phone because I always believe that our customer service people should never rush people off the phone. It yeah, takes you, much time.
1: It's a great point. You've got the 33 number here. And that is something where I could call and I could, I could tell you my car type. You could actually coach me through. Is that right?
2: Yeah, yeah. And that's 100% right. And we have people working all hours. Um, we're always ex- trying to expand the hours too. Um, and so we I remember there was one time I looked and I think we had spent... I think it was close to an hour with a customer on the phone. And, and this person wrote in and he said he was so thankful that we took our time with him and he got to make a choice that he was happy with. Now, when you think about this person spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars, it's a big purchase. You don't want to rush someone. You want to take the time. And when you see these testimonials rolling in, that's when you start to say to yourself, you have something really unique.
1: Wow. Oh, that's really cool. I, I, then you start to feel even you know, it's fun that I started something. Now I'm actually impacting other people in a good way. That's amazing.
2: Yeah. A lot of people, they'll look at their business and they'll say, Oh, we did X amount of millions or we raised X amount of money. Listen, that's all nice. But if you're not making a difference for people, then everything you've done in, at least for me, I can only speak for myself. It, it doesn't have the same effect. And when you're seeing a big volume of people, feeling impacted in a positive way, that's when you know you did something special.
1: And with that, we all know now is the time to (laughs) end the episode. (laughs) What else could you say? Oh, my God. Um, And incredible. You offered great advice. Um, I don't even have to ask you for advice because you've offered it throughout 27 minutes and 57 seconds. Share with our audience where they can find you, where they can connect with you, um, buy products, etc
2: visit tireagent.com uh it's one of the largest selections of tires and wheels you'll find and we would love to have you you know buy tires and give
1: us a shot dude that's so great such amazing advice um and coaching to other entrepreneurs out there i mean i I, i'm excited for you i would love to have you come back on i gotta get these pilot sport all season fours by the way they look pretty incredible um good choice (laughs) Do you know like all the tires? I can't even imagine. Um, Dude, this has been so great having you on. Again, I really appreciate it. We want to have you back on down the road. Thanks for making the time today.
0: Thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by Contender Brands.